Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Super excited that we are doing this three-part podcast series that is basically mimicking the class that we've been running for the past month on our website, which is all about how to end overwhelm, how to end overwhelm as we are living these lives of balancing so many things, of balancing motherhood and work and getting meals on the table and being a wife and honoring our bodies and training our minds and all the things we do, taking out the trash. And I really have noticed that we can get into overwhelm. And I've noticed that there's different stages of overwhelm, which is why I divided this class into three parts. And so go back and listen, but basically in the first video, we really talked about the mindset of overwhelm and how we can make some tweaks to our belief systems to really get out of overwhelm being our default feeling. And it involved doing some writing and some planning and really understanding our rhythms And that was the bulk of class one, but go back and listen and please, please, please go do the work in all the show notes. There's a planning packet. It's the same planning packet. It has all three classes worth of planning pages. And if you do those, you can really make some great headway in your life. So I highly recommend there is definitely a benefit to writing all this down. You can totally think it through in your head, but that to me is a way to knock it out of overwhelm because it means we're holding a lot in our heads instead of getting it out of our heads and onto paper, which is kind of a big deal. So go back and listen to those first two classes. But this third one, so as, as we're peeling away the layers of the onion, the first one was more about mindset. The second one was more about the practicalities of our actual planning practices. Um, and in both of them, they sort of lead to the next step. So the first one is we start to figure out really what we want Um, that momentum brings us to a certain point and then we can start to get overwhelmed just by the day-to-day of all the things that we're juggling and then we're going to start to get we got some tools around how to get through the day-to-day with all the juggling some really practical tools that help you just navigate that and navigate obstacles and what happens as we start to navigate obstacles is we start to really experience change. And that feels great until we start hitting the outside worlds and the desires of the people around us. And then we can start to feel really self-conscious of the things that we want. And that's where we are today. That's what we're going to dive in today. So today is all about making these big changes without feeling like an outcast or a weirdo or like you're not getting the approval of the people in your life, however you want to look at it. Um, And let's let's just dive in. So here's the deal. When the going gets tough, which it can be when we're changing our lives or it can feel tough, it's human nature. We tend to hide. And well, maybe you don't, but it's my human nature. I tend to hide. And 
this is something that happens a lot as I'm making big changes. I just sort of have that feeling of wanting to like crawl into bed, crawl under my covers, crawl under a rock. (laughs) When we make changes in our lives, it can feel really strange to us. It can feel strange to our families and to our friends. And others may resist our changes because they feel threatened by them. But that's not our problem, remember, that's that's their work. They sometimes can wonder if we're judging them and they don't want to change or they might think that they don't have to, but whatever they think, it doesn't matter because they're just not in the same place as you and maybe the change you make will never make sense to them or is never something they'll need. But regardless, they're not on the same page with you. And they're uncomfortable when you don't do the things you used to do before. This is a really important one because they knew you. They knew you as this person who did all these things. And whether they were good or bad for you, that's not the issue. The issue is that you've changed and that feels different to them. And as humans, we're not programmed to love change. So what I want to throw out there is that this is totally normal It's hard to stick to our changes when we're getting disapproval or too many questions or too many enticements by everything around us. And we start to get this instinct to just really want to fit in. But what I want to tell you is that you can totally do this. You can totally make changes. We got the tool of really understanding what you want and creating your big why in the first part of this series. Then we really figured out how to make a plan. And now we're going to dive into how to really get the accountability both from yourself and from people around you and the support so you can really do this. And those to me are the three levels of really getting out of this overwhelm thing. And the reason that I want you out of this overwhelm thing is because I seriously believe that when we're in overwhelm, we are certainly not serving ourselves. We're definitely not serving our families. We're just not showing up in the way that we're meant to show up in the world and it affects everyone around us. So though you can feel like sitting down to write and journal or listen to even this podcast feels sort of, and I'm putting in air quotes, selfish, this is some of the best work you can do to really let your family and your friends and your spouse and just the people who you interact with every day understand how good they are and how much you mean they mean to you and that is really what human connection is about and that is why I believe this work is so so important so that you can show up as your best self which is which is all we want for you right it's what you want for you it's what I want for you it's what your spouse wants for you it's what your kids wants for you and sometimes it doesn't feel like it I know but it's what everybody wants for you okay So I want to go through, I guess, five steps. I feel like I've boiled this down into five steps or five thoughts because they're not necessarily sequential, but five thoughts that can really help you to make this change that you crave Uh, and really stick to it because, you know, we can change for two days, but that's not real. That's not sustainable. So this is really about the long haul. And I've just been thinking about these in in respect to what you need to really get through the discomfort that change might bring so that you can be in it for the long haul and not burn out, not like go on all this momentum and then be like done when somebody gets sick or somebody comes and visits or, you know, those times, those triggers that make us not be ourselves. We don't, 
we want to be able to move beyond that. So the first thing I want to share with you, the first thought is really accepting that change is hard and feel okay with that. Feel okay with change. So change doesn't necessarily feel good when we're going through it. We're doing it for that that 10-year goal. We're doing it for that big why. And so one of the interesting things, especially about living in our day and age today, and I will link in the show notes to um, the, the wonderful episode that we really had on instant gratification, because I think that that's really meaningful in this conversation. But basically, we want things fast, right? And we, we, we have this sense that we can be instantly gratified. And that does not help us be okay that change is hard. So let's just use an example. Like, let's say that part of my vision is that I am healthy and full of energy and my ideal weight and all of this is so that I can you know, really be there for my kids and then even be like the most amazing grandma ever if that's what life brings me. And then today, you know, it gets busy, busy, busy and you realize there's not enough time for dinner and that the best thing would do to be to hit some fast food drive through um, even the healthy ones, I feel like can add up on us. So, so you, you go to some takeout and you get it for tonight. And, you know, that is totally fine every once in a while if you're planning for it and your body can handle it and all that good stuff. But over and over and over again, that choice or that lack of choice really adds up and does not lead us toward that goal. Really, if we're hitting that goal, we're, we're making time, we're making space for getting home and having a dinner that we've made from scratch that we know all the ingredients in that dinner that has a high number of vegetables um, that was made with love, all the stuff. And, and it's on us to, to do that. And it's not always easy, but it's possible. It's doable. Um, it's a, it's attainable. It just takes patience and practice and we won't get it perfect every day and that's okay. But the point here is that it doesn't always feel good. That 10 year vision, that thing we created in the first part, that really does feel good. And there's different steps along the way where you'll really start to feel like, oh my goodness, that really felt good. Oh my gosh. Like I took that you know, ingredient out, I took sugar out, I took gluten out, and I'm feeling really good. And so you'll get these different things that really make you feel good. But the journey overall might be 50-50, right? It might not all be easy. And just realizing that and giving yourself permission that that's okay, that's a really big part in in, in being okay with this process, because part of the hardness might not even be from your own willpower. So like for me, it was a really, really quick change to give up gluten and dairy. Like I felt so good so fast. But does that mean it was easy to go to a barbecue one month in? Like I knew I didn't want the food, but I still had to deal with the people, right? <laughs> and so, but but I've learned how, and now I'm really good at it. And I can tell anyone how to enter a party and, and, and eat what they, what they're intending to eat, what they decided they wanted to eat before they got to the party without feeling like they're being rude or, you know, not 
you know, going with the crowd or can't be fun. These were all thoughts I had. They were all things that made it not feel easy at the time. So change is hard. And sometimes we just have to accept that and feel okay that that's just part of change because it's this change that's going to get us to this, this vision, this life that we have, in a sense, created already, right? We're already there. We're already on our way there. Okay, that's thought number one. Thought number two is keep it super simple. Big change can feel overwhelming. That's why here at Plan Simple and on this podcast, I am always giving you doable changes. I give them at the end of every episode. I'm talking about doable changes all the time. There's a list on the site that you can download 100 choices for doable changes. And I tell you just to pick one a week, just choose one thing to work on and to really fit it into your life. Because when we can make change doable, we can show up to all the people in our life with much more confidence and showing up with that confidence and and with that, that aura that everything's okay makes, makes it so much easier for everyone. It makes it easier for us. It makes it easier for the people around us because they're just reflecting back on us, you know, how, how we feel. And so if we can feel like this is super simple and doable, and we know that it's hard sometimes, but, but it still feels okay, then we can show up and really feel great about it. So figure that out for yourself. Like what is your next doable change to get you toward the life you want? And in episode two, I spoke a little bit and there's other episodes about this for sure on the podcast where I really talk through the flow planning process. So look for those. Um, and that is a way to make it feel doable every step of the way. Cause we always start with this huge vision, which may be one year out, maybe five years out, maybe 10 years out, but we always get back to, okay, if that's our big vision, what are we doing in the next 90 days? What are we doing in the next month? What are we doing in the next week? What are we doing today in all aspects of our life that leads us toward this thing? Does that make sense? So keep it super simple is number two. Number three is recall what works regularly. Write down what you are grateful for every day. Write down the magic moments every day. There's space for both of these actually in the flow planner. That's how much I think this is important that you do this every day. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, I just look around and sometimes it's so stupidly simple. Like, I'm grateful for the blue sky. Sometimes something bigger has happened and I'm grateful for that. It doesn't matter. It's that feeling that whether it's big or small, it cultivates in your gut, in your heart. And that's what we're looking to to remember on a regular basis. I also have a space for writing down magic moments. And these are the times when what we need comes to us, when we make choices and take actions to move toward our goals. And so this is kind of like the process in action. Um, And it really helps us block out what other people think and focus on what is working. So, you know, it might be that I have been working hard toward a goal of, um, I keep using food goals. I'm trying to think of another one, but I'm going to use it anyway. A food goal of staying gluten-free. 
and it's going great. You know, I kept it doable. I, I kept my menu really simple. But in the back of my head, the one thing I'm really missing is, you know, a really good sweet treat that doesn't, you know, throw me for a loop or kick me back into wanting wanting gluten. And so I sort of, I write that down. Like that's part of my, my intention work and I'm going to figure that out. Maybe that's my doable change for the week is really to figure out like how I can satisfy that need that I know exists even in the gluten-free world. And so I just sort of put that out there. Maybe I tell somebody I'm, I'm, I'm moving toward it with action. And then in a totally unrelated moment, I'm standing in line you know, at a cafe waiting for my coffee and the women in front of me are talking about this new gluten-free bakery or this new recipe they're trying. And, you know, I can introduce myself and say how funny it is that I was just thinking about this. And there's my answer in a totally unrelated place. These are magic moments. And if you start living this way, if you start getting out of overwhelm, because overwhelm really makes these magic moments cloudy and hard to see. But as we start to get out of overwhelm, you will see these over and over and over again in all aspects of your life. Answers just showing up in ways that you couldn't have imagined, but because you're working toward this life that you could imagine. Does that make sense? So it's really important to recall these. Um, It also helps us quiet our own minds from telling us that we're crazy for doing this work, along with obviously, you know, helping us block out what other people are thinking. And so as we start to write down the shifts, we write down the ways life is getting better, we start to learn to notice the magic and we write that down. And then when it starts to get hard, when we hit obstacles, we can go look back at that. We can go look back at the things we've written down. We can recall them. We can remember them. And then we can keep going. So especially as women, I find, and as moms who can get into that overwhelmed martyr mode, it's really helpful to have written this down and be able to go back and look at it because we forget so easily. We forget that how much progress we've made because days can feel long. And so remembering the progress, remembering what has happened, remembering what we're grateful for is super helpful. So that is number three. And number four is don't lecture, just lead. So this might not make sense yet, but it will certainly make sense as you start really implementing all these changes into your life and implementing changes from a place not based on what you think you're supposed to do, but from what your heart really wants you to do, because you're going to start to make amazing changes and people are going to start to notice And they might notice your glow or your energy or how organized your house is or how unflustered you seem all the time. I get that comment all the time. Like, how are you so relaxed when so much stuff is going on? And people start to ask questions. And the thing is, it's human nature and it's good human nature We want others to feel amazing too, especially if we're in this growth mindset. So we've talked about people who don't want us to change. That certainly exists. But as we we ourselves get into this growth mindset that we can change, that it's okay to change, and that it's maybe even fun and joyful to change, um, 
we really want others to feel amazing too, right? Especially in this role of, of women and mom. And we, we want the best for everybody around us. And so sometimes our response comes out as a lecture or just being really judgy. Like, you know, I'm glowing because I just did this cleanse. And I what comes out of my mouth is you should totally give up gluten or you should commit to yoga or just stop over scheduling your kids and set some regular work hours, right? So super judgy. So instead of doing that, just be okay. Try to practice being okay where everybody is. And instead, be a leader, because that judginess is kind of like in the workplace, it's kind of like you're trying to manage everyone around you. So think of managers in the workplace. And instead, be a leader and be a walking example. And a way to do that with my um, gluten example, which seems to be the one that's coming out most frequently and most naturally in this episode, is bring a gluten-free treat to a party so that people can love what you love instead of noticing what you aren't doing, right? So that's this is like we're solving that problem of feeling like an outcast by just bringing stuff, not lecturing anything, anyone, just bringing something that you can eat and somebody else might love. And then live your calm, your energy, your joy, whatever good comes up for you, just live it. And if people ask you questions, of course, answer them. But don't feel the need to make others believe that your new way is the only way because that won't ever get them there. And it's not the only way. There's lots of different ways. And so that's a really powerful way to really feel like you're part of something instead of isolating yourself from a situation. Um, Model, be a leader, and bring, bring in the things that you're doing. Like offer them, but don't force them on anyone, right? Bring what's going to take care of you. And with food, that's an easy example. You you bring food to a potluck that you can eat um, and that maybe other people would enjoy, um, but you're not making anyone feel bad for the things that they're eating or that they brought. Okay. The last and the fifth final thing that I want you to consider as you're going through this and really leaning into this idea that change can feel good, that you don't have to feel bad about it, that you don't have to feel like you don't fit in, that this doesn't have to be lonely. I think that's the thing. Sometimes change can make us feel lonely. And that is to find accountability. Not everybody, obviously, is going to be ready for the changes you are making. That's what we've been talking about. But having like-minded people to talk to when things get hard And to hold you accountable as you're learning how to hold yourself accountable can make a huge difference. You may find these people at your kid's school. You may find them in a mom's group that's specialized to a way that you're thinking. You might find it in Facebook groups. Check in weekly just to tell someone, someone who's carefully selected, what you're planning to do. You could, it could be anything from, you know, a parenting accountability buddy that you can tell, you know, I'm not yelling at the kids to eat more kale, um, or I'm going to finish the presentation that I'm working on, and then check in with them later to say how it went. So literally, you can see how this could take 10 minutes a week. It's like you check in for 10 minutes at the beginning of the week, you tell them what's going on. 
They tell you what's going on and then you do the same thing at the end of the week and you just get in a habit of doing that with someone who is also in a growth mindset. It doesn't have to be someone who's working on the same things as you at all. It just has to be somebody who's trying to change and needs support around that and 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 you can you can relate to that. You can relate to where you are in that that process. So the thing is that I find is that if you want to look at your life holistically and you really want to make big changes, Sometimes, if you can't find this person that you report to twice <laughs> twice a week, it's helpful to, to get support, to get this accountability, to build it in for yourself. And that is precisely why I created Flow 365. And it might be just what you're looking for. So I don't at all want these classes to become like sales pitches, but Flow 365 is totally the next step. It is the accountability to change. It is literally what we do. We talk about what we want. We make a plan for each 90-day cycle. We figure out based on that plan for the 90 days what we're going to do this month, what we're going to do this week, what we're going to do today, and we really support each other on the path to making those things happen. I really don't think there's anything like it. I created it because I realized I needed a system that really supported everything I wanted to do with food, everything I was wanting to do in my life and around the house and travel, my spiritual practice at the time, I was really trying to get into a regular meditation practice. I was just wanting to make space for my self-care and for writing, and I was having a hard time. And then with all those things that brought me my wellness, Another thing I realized that I really wanted to succeed at was work, and I was just having a hard time putting all those pieces together, and I did it, and I did hire a lot of coaches to figure out the how piece of a lot of it, but at the end of the day, what I realized looking back is that I couldn't implement everything the coaches were telling me because I was having a really hard time making the time. So I really created Flow 365 to be the way to create time for yourself, to create the space to do the things that you want to do, whether you already know what those things are and you just need the accountability to get there, or you're working with a coach or a nutritionist or a doctor or a business consultant, and you just need to create the space to do the things that they're saying to do um, and you don't feel like that that you feel like that feels hard and you could use someone else looking at your schedule to help you to really really fit it in and it's amazing and it's supportive and I don't know I just the whole I love it it helps me but I also know that it's helping everyone who's gone through it and everyone who has completed a year has started the next year because it just becomes this this way to really ensure that you're going to show up to the life in the way that you intended to and to to know it's that security to know that you're going to do that even when it's summer vacation then when the school year starts and that you're going to assess how that looks during the holiday season um, and and get through to the other side of that and then see what happens in January and really understand what those different cycles look like for you and how the different parts of your dream fit into those different seasons and cycles and days and 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 parts of your life. So go check it out, plansimple.com slash flow365. I would love to have you. 
This is the thing that I'm going to be doing over and over again. But that said, the door is only going to open once or twice a year. And it's right now, it's in August, so that we can really get ramped up for September and this change of season that's going to happen when our kids go back to school or when we just get that fall bug to get all productive after we've taken some time off in August. So the doors are open now for a couple of weeks. They'll likely open up again um, after the new year. Um, But if this is calling to you now, I highly recommend that you jump in. It's an amazing experience. Everyone loves it. And I think that's what I've got to share. Go check it out. Now I want to give you the three doable changes. So let's shift into that. So from this episode, there was a lot of different things we can do. I'm actually going to, I'm going to give you the three doable changes, but I also want to prompt you to go download those planning sheets if you haven't. Um, That's a really good starting point for getting into the flow planning process for really creating this foundation for your practice. Um, And that's why I created them for you. So go to the show notes, download those planning sheets. That can be everybody's doable change. And then you can pick a bigger one. That's more of a lifetime one. So here are the ones from this episode. Number one, experiment with one thing. Maybe it's drink enough water daily, go to bed on time, eat more veggies, only work during work hours, get outside every day. What one change will move you toward your bigger goal, whether it's a health goal or a work goal or lifestyle change or moving toward better self-care? It doesn't matter. Big change comes from repeated little changes. And what I find is that very often little changes in one area of our life affect big and small areas of other areas of our life. So choose one doable change to experiment with. Be okay with the choice. Lean into it for a week and see how it feels. Do you want to keep going? Do you need to tweak it? How does it best feel in? How fit in? How will it be made more fun? Now in the planning packet that you can download that I just alluded to, um, there is a list of a lot of doable changes. So go check that out if you're like, I need more ideas. Um, I've given you some in the other episodes, but there's also a whole sheet full of them, full of some of my favorites. Okay, number two, schedule something. Pick one thing that you want to do this week and schedule it in your calendar. It could be a morning meditation. It could be dinner prep to eat better. It could be the writing time you need to move forward on your book. It could be your favorite yoga class or even downtime. It could be move, taking one step toward the website you wanted to create. Put in your calendar and hold that time sacred to what you scheduled it for. Don't let something else take its place. It's for you, okay? And once you start getting into this practice for just one hour of your day, you'll see how it's contagious, how you can keep showing up for your dreams in a whole new way. Number three, notice your magic moments. Magic moments are the things that crop up once we commit to change or commit to a goal. Maybe your five-year-old notices that you didn't yell today, or you find your teen trying to meditate after seeing you do it morning after morning after morning. Perhaps you get an email from a coach whose program exactly fits your needs after telling your friend what you wanted to do. So you weren't even talking to that coach, but your the answer comes from a different place. Maybe it's like that example of in the bakery line that I gave earlier. 
maybe it's a aha you had about how to move forward on reaching a milestone, notice and write these down and go back to them when you are feeling a little bit shaky on your path. All right, you you guys, I've said you guys, but I really want to say y'all or you ladies, because we're not guys, we're ladies, and that's really important. Um, I will see you on the next episode. This is the completion of the overwhelm workshop, the end overwhelm workshop. I hope that this all sits with you well, and you start practicing these tools. And I hope at some point to see you in Flow 365, because I think you would love it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.